When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. everybody. Today on the program, I'm going to continue my focus on the principles of execution. And today I'm going to reveal the third critical part you have to have in order to execute well and put your plan together. Today's program is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Stand by for another show. This will be our fourth one on the principles of execution Coming up next on Better Than Before, here on the C-Suite Radio Network. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. Hi, I'm your host, Tony Richards, Master Coach and Business Advisor. And this will be our fourth show we've done on execution planning. If you want to go back in our archives and check our previous shows leading up to now, you'll need to find show number 510, 512, 513. That's 510, 512, and 513, all on the principles of execution. And today we're on show number 516, and we're up to the third critical element, which is rhythm. So we covered priorities. You need to have a handful of priorities to make sure you and your team know what's important 
for execution in this 13-week period every single quarter. You need to have metrics and key performance indicators to measure those priorities, to know where you are as far as executing them. Just like you have mile markers on the side of the interstate that count up or count down to where you're going, you need to have mile markers on the side of your journey so you kind of know where you are in the journey. So we need priorities, we need data and metrics, and we need today's subject, rhythm. What's rhythm, you might say? Well, rhythm is a clear and repetitive set of communications that ensure that status, data, and relationships flow in and out throughout your organization. To make more than just a lot of noise in your business, you got to have rhythm. And the faster you want to grow your organization and scale it, the faster you have to pulse. And at the heart of executive team performance is a rhythm of tightly run daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual huddles and meetings, all of which happen as scheduled without fail and with specific agendas for each one. Now, with these meetings in this rhythm I'm talking about, you'll have opportunities to focus your executives and your direct reports and their staffs on what's important. You'll also solve problems more quickly. You'll solve problems faster, easier, and you'll achieve better alignment around strategic decisions, and you're going to communicate a whole lot better. One of my favorite books that I've ever read, and I, I love biographies, and this is going to be a biography, but one of my favorite biographies and books ever is the story of multi-billionaire John D. Rockefeller and the way that he grew up in his life. Of course, he was the founder of Standard Oil, which grew at such a rapid and monopolistic rate that the feds had to step in and break it up because it was so massive. I don't think we really understand today how big Standard Oil was in the 20s and the 30s, but it was so big that when they broke it up, there were seven companies out of that one company, and a lot of them we still have today. Exxon Mobil, which is the largest oil company in the world, was just a piece of Standard Oil. Chevron, which is maybe the second biggest oil company in America, was just a piece of Standard Oil. Seven companies came out of the breakup of Standard Oil. And one of the things that was really interesting to me when I was reading about John D. Rockefeller, his personal life, his charitable contributions, and his business life was he had a daily habit. And every day he would have lunch without fail with all of his executives, all of his key people. And they would have a discussion every day at lunch. And Early on, when he first started doing it, it just included Rockefeller and the four co-founders of Standard Oil. So he sold stock in Standard Oil to other people, and there were three or four other people that founded the company with him, and he started having lunch just with them. But as year after year wore on and the company grew, the meetings came to include his nine directors, and yeah, they kept meeting every single day every day for lunch, consciously or not, whether it was top of mind or not, I don't know. But Rockefeller understood that the 
the word company, the actual word company means to share bread or to be in the company of someone sharing a meal. And he knew that putting his top lieutenants and advisors every day together for a lunch, their personal and professional relationships were going to get really strong and fortified for another day. Every one of them could go out and do their share to whatever the objective was, right? It could have been to conquer the oil business. It could have been to make a big splash on wall street. It could have been to really one of the things Rockefeller did that some people don't know is the oil pipeline. He started shipping oil across the country and regionally through rail cars and tankers. And he came up with a company to control that. But then he was the guy that came up with the idea to have pipelines all across America and to transport oil that way, no matter what the big project or innovation or whatever it was, it was discussed, talked about birthed, and figured out how they were going to execute it at this daily lunch. Now you're going to ask me, did it matter that these meetings happened every day? Well, I'm telling you, if Rockefeller was sitting here and he was a guest on my podcast, and there's probably not many people I'd rather have as a guest on a podcast than John D. Rockefeller, he would yell, yes, they had to occur every single day because the company was growing so fast. They had so much going on. They had so many goals and dreams. They had to have daily interaction with everybody. And I've learned in the 35 or 40 years I've spent growing companies, the predictable winners are those who have a rhythm and a routine of having their meetings. The faster the company is growing, the more meetings they have. And it may sound ludicrous to some of you who have worked for large corporations where meetings are just dreaded interruptions that eat up your hours or even days. But I'm telling you, people don't hate meetings. They hate bad meetings. And they don't like wide open, poorly defined meetings that we've all been to where they wander around for hours and hours without any direction. And it's just in your mind, you're like, when are this meeting going to be over? Please release me. Let me go. I'm talking about short, punchy meetings with structure, time limits, specific agenda. And running a meeting is an art form. And you learn how to get better at it over time. I'm talking about a meeting that just seems like you run out of time before you finish or that you still have a lot of energy and you have a lot of thoughts and a lot of ideas and time's up. Well, guess what? We'll pick it up again tomorrow. These meetings don't leave you drained and bogged down. They leave you really energized and it's the kind of meeting that sets you free. You just feel good about it. You feel energized. You feel like you want to go conquer the world. I'm a music lover, and I've talked about it here on the podcast before, but in the last, oh, 30 years, maybe, I have learned to love jazz and more and more, especially classic jazz from the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. I love everything from a good Charlie Parker album to a good John Coltrane, all types of classic jazz, too. And I've learned more and more about it over the years. Uh, there's a fellow named Ted Giola, and I have read his entire library of writing books that he's done about jazz. And one thing that I've learned about it is there's a lot of freedom in jazz. And when you first listen to it, 
there's some structure in it, but it sounds like the musicians are all doing improvisation. Like they're all just playing their own thing and going their own way. But somehow or another at the end, it all works out and they all come to a conclusive ending. And if you study jazz at all, or you talk about it with somebody who really knows something about it, one of the things you find out is there is a rock solid rhythm and set of rules that underlie all the passionate freestyle you hear in jazz. When you come together and create something amazing, like a good tune in jazz, all the players have to understand the basic structure of jazz and agree that they're going to work within that structure. And they have to know the key. They have to know the time signature. They have to know how many bars there are for a solo usually eight bars, by the way, and they need to know who to take the hand off from. Like, so uh, if the saxophone player is going off on his eight bar solo, well, then the piano player is going to be next. And then he's going to do eight bars. And then maybe the trumpeter is going to take eight bars. Maybe there's a drone solo. Maybe there's not, but they need to know who the handoff's coming from. Right. That's what separates hot music from just crazy noise. And there for a while, they did try to create a style of jazz that had no rules. And it just sounded like a bunch of crazy stuff thrown together. It had no structure and it was just, just kind of nuts. Well, for growing companies, when meetings are the rhythm and agendas are the rules, pros and unknowns can come together in a meeting and they can create something really marvelous. New people and even newly acquired companies can get up to speed pretty quickly when there's an obvious structure that they can come into alignment with. So in most companies, you're probably aware of this, but in most companies, quarterly and annual meetings are givens, right? Most companies have those at the quarterly meeting, you measure progress toward a year end goal. And at the annual meeting, you consider strategy and what new goals you need for the next year and those things. But I am absolutely adamant that you need daily, weekly, monthly meetings, as well as quarterly and annual meetings, because the agendas of those more frequent meetings drive the deliverables outlined in the less frequent meetings. Each one of those more frequent meetings builds momentum upon the rest throughout the whole thing. For example, how do you make your quarterly goals if you aren't driving performance monthly, weekly, and daily? You can't. You have to have performance in those rhythm sections, right? So your executives and your direct reports and your staffs need regular face-to-face -face times where they discuss how we're doing now, new opportunities, strategic concerns, and where the bottlenecks are as they come up. Also, how many hours is it going to take to hammer out a set of goals for a new year if the annual meeting is the first time anyone's talked about where the market's going or dealt with the tactical issues that have come up over the past year? And I'll just make a quick side point here, and that is the faster you're growing, the faster your meeting rhythm should be pulsing. If you're growing less than 15% a year, you can probably treat the year like a year. But if you're growing 20%, anything more than that, you have to think of each quarter as if it were a year. That means putting new strategy in every quarter. If you're among the elite companies out there, more than doubling your revenue every year, you need to treat a month as if it were a year. So the question is, how fast is your organization growing 
so that the quarter is a quarter now half a year? Is it three quarters of a year? You see what I'm getting at. Now, in coming podcasts, we're going to expand upon these rhythm meetings. And I'm going to start talking about the meetings you should have in your execution rhythm plan. First, the 13-week sprint, and then throughout the whole year. I'm going to talk about why each one of the meetings is important. And when I say that, I mean the daily meeting, the weekly meeting, the monthly meeting, the quarterly meeting, the annual meeting, why each one of those is important and what the agenda could look like as a framework for each one of those meeting rhythm structures. So that'll be coming up in future episodes. So we just opened up the can of worms here on meeting rhythms today, and we're going to get into the daily meeting next time we get together. Sound good? I'll have five big quotes that help you get energized this week coming up next here on Better Than Before. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards, and I've got five big quotes for you to slap down in your handy-dandy journal or put on your wall or to write down somewhere where you can remember them. But these are good ones. These are going to help you. These are going to energize you. And these might even be some you want to share with your direct reports or your staff, or they may do a lot for you too. Number one, big quote, don't ever compromise being you for any damn job in any institution. Jack Welch, the great Jack Welch, one of the greatest CEOs of all time. Number two, I love this one. All miscommunication is the result of varying assumptions. Dr. Jerry Ballard. Big quote number three, live life with an audience of one, which is God. Os Guinness. Number four, failures do what is tension relieving. Winners do what is goal achieving. Dennis Waitley. And the number five big quote of the week is this. Permit no hour to go by without due improvement. Thomas A. Kempis. And those are your five big quotes to help you get energized this week. I hope you made note of them or completely rewind this podcast and go back and get each one of those. I think they will add value to you. That's our show today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. 
You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards four, and you can come over and join my free Facebook group, Tony Richards, speaker, author, coach, special thanks as always to super producer Tessa Hall that always makes this show sound so good. And until we visit again next week, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you that everything gets better when you get better. For listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.